0: Welcome to a FortiGuard Threat Intelligence Podcast. This is Episode 7. I'm Alex Harvey. And I'm Douglas Santos. Uh, with that this week, we have Cold Boot and PowerPool ALTC malware. And just a quick recap from last episode was to Apache Struts, Foreshadow, and Snapchat source token. Uh, with that, let's get started with Cold, Cold Boot. Boot. Yes. So Cold Boot is a take on the RAM exploit where they would basically super cool RAM chips and either move them to a new machine or... Uh, basically read them from the computer that they're currently mm-hmm. in. Um, one of the things that was put in place was the Trusted Computing Group basically TCG mm-hmm. chip, um, which is designed to basically overwrite RAM with random data on power-up to prevent essentially um, this kind of exploit. Reading, yeah. yeah, reading this they'll data be, on the, be, on the, the real same real machine. Yeah. Um, so the cold boot exploit is basically a way where they're reflashing the settings chip used by the TCG to turn off Uh, that feature and to also change the boot order so that they can boot off a usb Mm. and then read the data off of the machine that it's in Um, obviously this requires taking off the cover and getting into the machine Mm. Um, they have a poc demo video it looks like it's done on a a laptop um, Mm. which they have basically you have to flip open like open up flip over pull out the battery while it's plugged in remove the bottom case super chill the memory um, it's not something that every, every average yeah, Joe will be able to do. No. And then they're using um, basically an IC test clip system mm-hmm. to clip onto the programmable memory to mm-hmm. basically reflash that as quickly as possible and then boot off the USB and then dump the memory mm-hmm. uh, from the machine back to disk. Yeah. So it's very involved. Um, yes, it's fairly quick. They seem to go through it and get it pretty much done in about 90 seconds to yeah, a minute and a half, yeah. like two minutes. Um, but they have... No screws in the bottom of the computer. They've obviously taken it apart yeah. already. They've obviously taken this one apart multiple times. Um, the other thing is that a lot of these settings for TCG chips may be specific to certain model or certain model ranges, mm-hmm. meaning that because they can exploit one, I'm sure other ones are exploitable as well, but they might involve dumping the chip first to see what settings are where before they can do it. Um, also, yeah. this isn't something that they're going to do like in an office because you left your laptop on the table for 90 seconds
1: yes yes and uh uh, one one good uh, countermeasure against this is not uh forcing your computers to go to sleep mode every time you stop using them just shut them down and of course keep in mind where your devices are right (laughs) because this attack is only possible if someone gets a hold of your device and knows that in in your device yeah and knows that in your device they have may have some data that they may be looking after for so it's it's mostly for targeted attacks and it's is something that uh yeah should be on the top of people's minds yeah especially people that should be person of interest yeah, <laughs> people of interest and <laughs> vip's yes. and keep in
0: mind they're essentially walking away with the device yeah. they're not the chances of them being able to do this on site is mm-hmm. not it's not very high yeah. um they can but it's definitely not going to be a comfortable thing to do mm-hmm. on site it's not like just a, a USB dropper or something really quick and easy, it's mm-hmm. significantly or fairly involved. It draws attention as well. Yeah. You're basically <laughs> taking apart a computer completely wherever it sits while it's plugged into power to reflash it and basically load it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's quick, but it's definitely um, requires specialized tools and kit that will be specific to the machine being exploited. So it's uh, fairly visible. Uh, but it is very nifty and it is a take on an attack that's been around for a while that You know, I remember for a while uh, computer makers were like, early security computer makers, were gluing in memory chips um, to prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. Or soldering in RAM chips to prevent one of the attacks, which was, you know, you used to freeze the memory chip and move it from one machine to a new machine. Um, And the easy fix for that was a lot of laptops just end up with their RAM chips soldered in, which is great, but you can't do that attack, but this attack would still be valid with that Mm -hmm. one. So cold boot, new take on Mm -hmm. an old exploit, Kind of a new approach to it, kind of nifty. Half hardware, half software, and a lot of screws and suffering. Mm-hmm. But that's cold boot for you. Yeah. And then the other one we have is the PowerPool ALPC malware. Um so this is an interesting one because the zero day that's being used in this was
1: Unresponsibly le- disclosed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Leaked on GitHub by a yeah. researcher who um called Sandbox Escaper. Yeah. yeah, had issues getting the mm-hmm. information passed over to Microsoft, apparently. Yeah. There was a break there in communications and the information got disclosed mm-hmm. in a non-approved fashion. Um, normally, like one of the very approved processes is CERT CertCC. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very big on making sure that everything gets you know, handled properly. That's the Cert organization. They're very good at that. Um, they're the ones that give out the zero day IDs. They've been doing it now for years, I want to say over 10 years. Um, and they have a very fixed approved process that, you know, malware researchers are supposed to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking outside of those means that you're most likely some to a certain degree rogue or frustrated with the organization or whatever it is. And it leads to damage being caused by that. Yeah. This is a, yeah. a case where that happened. Yeah. Hopefully you don't see that happening every day, right? It no. would be
1: chaos if it did. <laughs> it would be yeah, very yeah. bad. Yeah. So this one was leaked that way. Um, yeah, And now, uh, now the leak is being used to... Uh, to spread malware, right? We've seen this. It's, it's called PowerPool, and it's basically being spread using spam campaigns and uh, symbolic link files on Excel. Uh, symbolic link files, uh, when when looked at at the icon file. It looks like a regular Excel. You yeah. you, 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 do, you, do, you don't know if it's if it's a different uh, a different uh, file uh, file extension just by looking at the at the icon on the desktop. We we'll just click it and think it's a regular Excel file, but it's not. It's a symbolic link file that allows Excel to open up uh, and execute PowerShell commands. So that's how they initially deliver the uh, deliver the malware, right?
0: Yeah. So that's the the first stage, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the backdoor stage. It's. Mm-hmm you know, mass email campaign, Mm -hmm. get someone that file, they double click on it thinking it's an Excel spreadsheet they need to open, and it bootstraps some PowerShell code, Mm -hmm. and then the stage two gets loaded, which which is the the backdoor communications protocol, which is, as per
1: the researchers' observations, not that complex, and does not have uh, the possibility of updating itself, it has supports for only four or five commands, Yeah, really simple, really straightforward, four with hard-coded URLs for command and control, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, so in that sense, it's, it's hard-coded CNC, mm-hmm. so it's going to get blocked very, very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, any real modern firewall that's doing anything for mm-hmm. IP um, mm-hmm. IP botnet or mm-hmm. web filtering mm-hmm. will be able to pick up and block it right away because, obviously, the um, domains being used, people will put rules in place for it. Yeah, it almost looked
1: like a proof-of-concept, right? Yeah. For somebody, but,
0: yeah. A proof-of-concept, very simplistic. Mm-hmm. So the stage two is not very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not... There's no obfuscation at all, anything no. like that? it's it's a very simple one Mm -hmm. in that sense um the real unique one to it is the escalation path that it uses to get um escalated privileges Mm -hmm. is this zero day that was unresponsible yeah yeah. disclosed unresponsibly (laughs) out of the ordinary procedures (laughs) yeah and that's something that as researchers it's always Mm -hmm. a high risk there's a certain level of frustration sometimes dealing with these Mm -hmm. bigger companies but there's a line right if you're a white hat you put up with it, it's frustrating, it's annoying, no. but you your a job, you gotta, yeah. you gotta put up to it. Right? Yeah. Usually the rule is unless you can find it, if you can find it in the wild and it exists in a piece of code that's already in the wild, it already exists in malware, then it's a little bit of a grayer zone because then you're talking about something that's that- It's out the door. <laughs> it's out the door, it's already known, you're not really hiding it from anyone. Yeah. But when the reverse order happens is that a researcher talks about it first and discloses it first um, without going through the proper process and then it ends up in malware and that's yeah. a situation we don't ever want to be in yeah so that's power pool um, it is an escalation so basically the zero day is a pro- and it's an elevation it's a root mm-hmm. a, a root or an elevation of privilege a privilege yeah. local elevation of privileges it's yeah so it allows code that's not running as mm-hmm. administrator to get admin privileges to mm-hmm. really embed itself in a system um, it's basically one of the things that's always looked for by malware it's one of the most common um, types mm-hmm. of if you want zero day or exploit that people want, it's the valuable one is mm-hmm. I need the ability to escalate my privileges so I can do something I'm not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Linux, I'd be getting root. On Windows, that's just, you know, administrative, privilege. administrative privileges. Yeah. So that's the, one of the more common um, high mm-hmm. value zero days out there mm-hmm. is local escalation yeah. so yeah. that's what this and this one, one
1: is. affects all of the types yeah from windows, windows 7 windows to 7 10, to windows 10
0: more than 50 or 80 percent of yeah. the windows installed all base the modern Android. distros running on the newer kernels are mm-hmm. affected by it microsoft has already released a patch yeah um, last thursday yeah the tuesday, yeah. last came, came out last tuesday or well a couple of weeks ago potentially mm-hmm. at this point um but it came out the patch has been out there mm-hmm. um it's been released all the vendors are aware Um, The zero day was only out there ahead of this release for a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. So as long as people patch, it's not a big deal. Um, But there still is that order where a researcher spoke about it before any malware had this in it. Mm -hmm. So not the best day in the world, but hey, it happens. happens. Um, But yeah, just one to be aware of. It's an interesting one mainly because of the breakdown, if you want, in the normal handling of the zero day. Mm -hmm. Other than that... That's it for this episode. Tune in next time. Thank you, guys. See you.